push out your back, push your butt. Hello, and welcome back to the fifth episode of the Whole Nine Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, Dylan Sanders at Dilly Sanders on Twitter. And with me, as always, is my co host. I was gonna let you introduce yourself this time. Yeah, you didn't we didn't discuss that. <laughs> <laughs> introduce uh, yourself. I'm, yeah, I am Brandon Olson. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Why did you stop doing that to people? <laughs> it throws them off, you know. Um, so it was a fun time. We it's 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 been a like a week since it was just me and you. We had Thor on and we had Connor on, and we have another guest next episode, I believe, maybe, possibly. Um, so yeah, it's yeah, just us again. So as, uh, as long as schedules line up, we will have a very big guest for the next episode. Whoop whoop. Uh, super fun. I can't wait. I hope I hope everything uh, rolls through. So I just want to thank, uh, again, everyone who's been listening so far. It's awesome to go into the analytics and see that people are actually listening. Um, so that's pretty dope. It's probably only for the guests, you know? No one cares about us. us. Hopefully someone <laughs> will eventually be like, oh, hey, they're not the worst ever, and just like, keep giving them listens. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to get too hopeful. Um, how, how's we'll your, just how's keep bringing big guests out. <laughs> we'll just keep bringing big guests and making people listen. Uh, how, how, how how's your night been, Bolson? Uh, it's it's fine. I've just been binge watching uh All American on Netflix. It's... I just finished binge watching that, like literally like two days ago. That's a fantastic show. I'm like I'm just over halfway through. I'm I mean, it's it. the classic CW show. Uh. But I mean, I enjoy it. It's the best football product that's been put out in a while. I think, like fiction wise, because um, I well, love the the classic all based or nothing. On a true story. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, it's very loosely based on a true story. <laughs> yeah, I want to know what the actual true story is because I feel like none of it's right. Because like, I watch it, it like, like his, his name Spencer is the only relative. Like, no, okay, so thing. the only real thing is. His name is Spencer. He moved from Crenshaw to Beverly Hills. Um, and then he played both wide receiver and linebacker. Which in the show, he plays corner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he, he ended up paying linebacker for the Giants. Didn't he? Yeah. Spencer Paysinger went to Oregon and the Giants. And then I believe he went to the Dolphins to uh, end his career. And that was it. And then I think, I think the Jets. Yeah, his name's Spencer, and he moved from Crenshaw to Beverly Hills and played two sides of the ball, and that's it. I mean, yeah, that's really that's really about it. Um, it's funny if you look on the sidelines whenever they're playing football or like in the locker rooms, you can always see Spencer Pacinger somewhere. It's pretty funny. I mean, he I know he was a producer on the show, but I mean. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I didn't know that he was uh, chilling on the sidelines. Yeah, he's like, he's, he's one of the assistant coaches. He's one of the assistant coaches. Um, I'm gonna keep an eye out for that uh, next episode after we finish recording. When I continue my binge, <laughs> I'm gonna keep an eye out for that. Uh, yeah, it's a good show. I recommend it if you if you haven't. I've, I'm just so thirsty for anything football related that I, I love. Well, I it might love not get a second it. season. So uh, no, it did. It is. Did yeah? They just they are like just confirmed it like a couple days ago. I think. 
Okay, good. Because I know that I saw a while ago that it was like, ah, we'll wait and see. And that was kind and of it's getting like a, a more prime spot on TV. And I'm, and I'm not going to okay, watch it on no, TV. I'm going to watch it on TV. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Especially to. CW's on like 11 days after uh, after the season ends. So. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's funny. Um, I. To date myself, I'm watching the uh, the LSU Florida game as we speak. It's the bottom of the twelfth, so if I freak out at any point, it's going to be because LSU wins or loses. You know, I just it'll, it'll just happen somewhere in the middle of the episode. Uh, but when you said LSU Florida, I was thinking Florida uh, State. I thought I was like, oh, that's good. He's watching film. No, Are you um, kidding me? You know, who watch film? I was, yeah, I was hoping for the best. I was watch. I actually was watching film earlier. Um, I mean, maybe I don't want to mention that it was at work. We were. I was bored. I was watching film. Zach Moss is a pretty is a pretty fun running back. I've watched it in class before. Um. All right. So, what are we talking about today? Your way too early twenty twenty mock draft. Ooh, it's uh, really early. But, I mean, that's the whole reason that you do one this early. It's because it's really early. And then you can see that I got all 32 picks that's right. It's called the way too early. You, see that, you can see that I'm going to get all 32 picks right by the end of the season, you know? I'm going to say 12, right? You're going to say 12. I haven't even broken down who you have. Like, I don't remember who's going where, but I'm going to say 12. You're going to say 12? That's very, very... uh gracious of you to say 12 i don't even think 12 are gonna be right yeah, by the end of the season didn't thor get like 16 and he said yeah. he was like second best yeah he was the second best <laughs> i was gonna say like five max um well to be fair with him i know i'm sure he had like justin herbert going and it's like well he went back to school and raekwon davis well he went back to school so mm. i'm sure things like that happened a lot to him yeah. Um so I mean I'm not I don't want to ask myself questions about my mock draft. I mean there are some people that had some things to say. So I mean why don't you go ahead? You can I I'll talk about it. I'll talk about my reasoning. Oh, should I go through the comments that people left and see just Yeah, do where it. they hate you? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh I'm gonna go through almost every one of these. Uh the first one is the Atlanta Hawks are looking good for the next season um, because we had a typo when we put it up and instead of putting Atlanta Falcons we put Atlanta Hawks um, <laughs> let's see what else is a fun one I mean, a lot of people actually were discussing Tua Tagovailoa as QB1 whether or not he would be QB1 so like, go ahead uh, why, is that, why is he your QB1 I mean he's just so accurate He's, I mean, people are saying he's overrated. People like to mention his arm strength, but his mobility and uh, his accuracy throwing the ball is, I mean, he's, right now, there's no doubt in my mind that he is QB1. I mean, people say that he's picked up by, by good talent, but I, uh, I, I just, watching him play football, I feel like I don't know how anyone has a, especially comparing him to the rest of the quarterbacks in this class. None, no, there's no perfect quarterback prospect in this class. I don't see how people can say that he isn't. 
Yeah, and uh, one of the comments was by... I see him a lot on Twitter and Reddit. His name's LB3PTMan. Um, and he said Herbert has more prototypical traits, but Tua seems to have good eyes and is very accurate. And most of his problems, other than arm strength, are very fixable. And arm strength is only a problem situationally, which I thought was one of the best ways you could possibly put that. Uh... I don't disagree with it, but I don't have a set and sound QB one right now. I like a lot of different QBs for a lot of different things, so I haven't notched that yet. I think, I mean, Justin Herbert definitely has like the is like your stereotypical like quarterback. I feel, but I mean, I, I mean, I could see if he improves his game and like. And becomes a more accurate passer this season. Whenever he's on, he's on. But whenever he's bad, it's really ugly. Um, My main thing with Herbert is like the things that we've heard about him, uh, personality-wise. Like, like he cried in the huddle in practice because he was struggling and frustrated. You can't <laughs> play everywhere if that's like I know when he was still like debating coming into the draft, and people were like the Giants should take Justin Herbert. We can't have no. You can't survive in New York media if you're gonna cry in the huddle in practice. Let alone you have a three pick game. They're gonna they're gonna massacre you. He wouldn't be able to survive here unless he really matures. Yeah. Um. I. I mean, I still I still like him more than like Fromm or Eason to go quarterback to. But I mean, yeah. I honestly don't get the uh, the Eason love too much, only because like he hasn't played in a while. He hasn't he lost the battle, yeah, and that's why he transferred. He like, hasn't played meaning f- meaningful football since twenty sixteen. Uh, like, I, don't, I don't really get all the love for him, especially um, with all of the skill position like talent in this draft. I wouldn't I wouldn't take Eason very high. I would I would take him in the second if you're a quarterback needy team. But I, I just I don't I mean I he we could see this season if he does really well in Washington but like as of right now I'm not comfortable giving uh, giving pay, spending a first round pick on on Eason you know yeah and speaking of all the offensive skill position talent uh, someone made the note of commenting that uh, this seems like an awful lot of wide receiver picks yeah, in the first seven. round had seven Is wide next receivers year's class that top heavy. I think that there's talent at multiple levels of wide receiver, but the wide receivers that are really good in this class are really, really good. Um, it was interesting. I saw someone say the only qu- the only wide receiver he had a problem with going in the first is uh, Colin, Colin Johnson, Johnson. Texas. Yeah, I don't see how. I mean, if anyone, if it was anyone that was going to be from this class, I expected people to have a problem with. It would be either Jalen Rager or um, Tylen Marshall. Hey, this is. <coughs> hey, this is Dylan. Uh, editing. I'm editing right now, and I just wanted to let y'all know. I keep calling Tylen Wallace Tylen Marshall during this episode, and I really just don't know why. Um. Okay, that's it. Back to your regularly scheduled programming. Sorry for this interruption. Because those, yeah, no one, I, no one I, ever. I, I feel like I get. I, I feel like no one uh, really talks about them. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought Tyler Wallace was going to be the issue with more people than 
than especially in Colin Johnson. I feel like last year he was kind of debated as a second round guy, so I don't know why people would think he can't develop and become a first round pick in the next year. Florida State just won. Good. Uh, uh, why, why are you rooting for a Florida State victory? I want you to be upset. I am upset. That's I am upset. my only reason. I am upset, you know? Um, Alright, so before we continue with reading these, I'm going to go through the picks really quickly, just so people listening can see if they haven't read it. So first off, we have Miami taking Tua Tagovailoa. Then Cincinnati takes Justin Herbert. Arizona takes LSU safety Grant Delpit. Detroit Lions take Alabama wide receiver Jerry Judy. Washington takes LaVisca Chenault, the receiver out of Colorado. Uh, the Bills take a guy who I'll, I'll bet won't be here at pick six with Iowa Edge, AJ Epinesa. Um, Oakland takes Derek Brown with their pick, not the Chicago pick. Uh, I like the pick you use for, uh, for the Chase Young one. Uh, Denver Broncos take Chase Young, the edge out of Ohio State. Tampa Bay takes Georgia tackle Andrew Thomas. The Giants take Stanford tackle Walker Little, who's very not little, <laughs> six foot seven, three hundred thirteen pounds, is uh pretty pretty big. As a Giants um, fan, how do you feel about that pick? I mean, it depends where they play him. If it's right tackle, I'm okay with it. If it's left, if it's left tackle, I'm really not. <laughs> uh, and then, so that's the top 10. At 11, we have the Titans taking Clemson linebackers, safety hybrid, Isaiah Simmons. Highly contested. Uh, the Jets the Jets taking your cornerback uh, one, Jalen Johnson out of Utah. Beautiful. What a beautiful Carolina Panthers. Taking T. Higgins, the corn, the wide receiver out of Clemson. Then the Jaguars take Tennessee tackle Trey Smith. Uh, alliteration there, folks. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers grab Colin Johnson, the wide receiver out of Texas. The Houston Texans take. Oh, God, this name. Uh, A OK. Just call him A OK. No, I'm going to try it. Uh, Take Missouri tight end Albert Okwebunam. I'm gonna roll with that. If it's good, it's not good. If bad. It's not. not that's not bad. I mean, if it's not, I don't think it's too bad. Um, Seattle takes Christian Fulton, the corner out of LSU. Still waiting for my cornerback one to be taken. Oh, there it is. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks take <laughs> Alabama D line. Is there Raquan a Davis? Is there another team from Atlanta? No. Okay, uh, I didn't Braves, think so. maybe, I guess. Um, mm. Atlanta FC. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what I was going to think of. Uh, the Ravens take C.J. Henderson out of Florida, which going along with Marlon Humphrey would be amazing. Um, the Packers take C.D. Lamb, wide receiver out of Oklahoma. The Cowboys take T.C. wide receiver Jalen Rieger, who is a track star. He ran a four three two in high school. If you need to, if you need to know. Yeah, and uh, didn't didn't Thor mention his forty time when he was here? I think so, probably. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I remember Thor mentioning that he had his forty time, and yeah, it was insane. 
Uh, the Vikings take Alabama linebacker Dylan Moses. Oh, God, this one. Uh, the Steelers take this one's Penn not State bad. Edge Yator Gross Matos. That's good. You got it right. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles go corner Bryce Hall because he play every basketball? year everyone wants to put a bunch of corners to them. Bryce Hall? I, I thought he played basketball. You put him in the mock. I, why would you? Why would you? I, I, that's fair. <laughs> I'm uh, Virginia basketball. I'm pretty sure he plays basketball, doesn't he? I might I, I just be. He could be a two way. Uh, Bruce Ellington, who I don't know what he's doing now, but I know he used to play receiver for the Lions and Niners. He played basketball at uh, South Carolina while he was there. Um, Oakland with Chicago's pick take Tristan Wirfs. Iowa offensive lineman. He doesn't and play then, basketball. I'm just losing my mind. Okay. Uh, the Georgia quarterback. That was Bryce Brown. Board. I was thinking of Bryce Jake Brown. From, geez. Jake Fromm goes to the Chargers. Um, the Colts take Boise State edge Curtis Weaver, which someone commented actually that the only issue they had with this was that he's not going to the Cowboys because they said if anybody's taking a Boise State player, it's the Cowboys. Uh, I'm pretty sure Tyrone Crawford went to Boise State also, and then they have Leighton Vanderesh. Oh, yeah. So I, I guess they're just the Boise State guys over Boise there. Boise State uh, FL. Um, Cleveland Browns taking Trey Adams out of Washington to fill up the tackle spot filled by recently released Desmond Harrison. The Chiefs draft Patty Fisher because the Lord knows they need a linebacker. And then Troy Dye goes to the Los Angeles Rams, which that's that's a pretty good upgrade. Um, Patriots get their tight end after surprisingly, I don't think they drafted one at all this year. They didn't. With Grant Calcitera, I believe it's, I believe it's pronounced. I Calcitera, that's how I'm yeah. with it. Their, their tight end right now man. is uh, Benjamin Watson. Oh, he's only like 80. And then you have the Saints. Well, not you, but the the odds that you use have the Saints winning the Super Bowl. And you have them taking Tylen Wallace, which I was actually looking at their depth chart that was put up by uh, Ross Jackson and the All Saints Considered guys. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the Saints look surprisingly uh, shallow at receiver. It's like They have Michael Thomas, and then behind it doesn't... There's no one really that I'm like, oh yeah, like that's a starting quality receiver. Yeah, Traycon Traycon Smith needs to make a couple leaps forward. Keith Kirkwood is an undrafted guy who has shined uh, as of late, but I mean, there's no one that's definitive. And as of right now, the only number one thing I can think of the Sa- the Saints need to they could beef up their defensive line a little bit. They could get another linebacker. Um, but those aren't really needs right now. Um, the biggest need, I think, is is that wide receiver. That's fair. Uh, we'll we'll dive more into that next week. Next week, uh, we have something planned, but I don't like to announce guests that far in advance, so we're not going to do it yet. Um, just because, yeah, if we have another guest Wednesday, I don't want them to feel overshadowed or anything. Uh, so I'm going to get back to the comments now that we've gone through the whole draft. Uh, people had problems with the Texans taking another tight end. Sheesh. Well, they've drafted, I think, three in the past two years, but none of them are true starter quality. So taking one in the first round here gives you that starting tight end that they kind of need. 
I remember that comment and people were saying that he doesn't have the production that they need, but I mentioned that he's extremely underutilized in at Missouri. Like, yeah, I mean I feel like I feel like Drew Locke's really not kind of like the tight end guy. I feel like no. he's not I feel like he's get side more. Mm-hmm. Um which is going to be interesting, especially because now he's got no offense there. So maybe that'll change a little bit, especially because he'll be... Uh... I know Joe Flacco said he's not going to mentor him, but he's still going to learn from Joe Flacco, and Joe Flacco loves passing the tight ends. I uh, I, I don't see why they Texans fans would be upset at getting A-OK, because, I mean, he's great. He's a great tight end, and I don't... I mean, I don't see how anyone that watches him can say any otherwise, but maybe that's just me. You know, uh, tight end is my... It's up there for my first or second favorite position to watch on offense. And I had Alberto as a as a second-round tight end last year before he decided to go back. So I, I have no problem with it at all. Um... But the other favorite position for me to watch on offense is running back. And people were a bit shocked that you had no running backs go in the first round. So, uh, care to defend yourself there? Also, I just want to point out real quick that people were complaining that Jonathan Taylor wasn't in there. And um, I said it earlier that I don't think Jonathan Taylor goes before the third round. The running back position is so oversaturated. Um, and... I don't. I mean, with the talent in this class, there's like so I'm looking at. I'm looking at thirty at all these thirty-two players, and there's not one I would be upset at getting anywhere in the draft. But there's there's just so much talent at the top of this class that, and there's so much talent that can be found at running back at the end of the draft, which is whenever running back should be drafted anyway. There's they have such a short shelf life, and they have there's so many of them. There, I can I can think of like at least ten, probably like ten running backs that are good enough to be drafted, and they most of them can be found after the fourth round. You know? Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily disagree with it. Uh, like you said, running backs it, it's an oversaturated market, and they're not relied on as much. Like the running back position is very much relied on, but it's usually running back by committee nowadays. So it, it kind of doesn't justify taking one super early, unless you plan on using them like a workhorse, like Saquon or Ezekiel Elliott. Um, especially when there's, like, I mean, obviously it's not like an, an every year thing, but like Alvin Kamara getting drafted in the third, you know? Kareem Hunt going in the third. Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt going in the third. Uh, I don't know when Tariq Cohen went, but... But it wasn't been, high. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it was like... I think it was the sixth, maybe. Um, yeah, there's... People are getting talent all over the draft. Who? When did Philip Lindsay get drafted? Did he get drafted? He did not. Yeah, uh, Philip Lindsay undrafted. Tariq Cohen went fourth in the fourth round, of course. Um, yeah. yeah, you get late talent all over the place. Uh, or running back and all over in all different spots of the draft. So it's not who is a necessity to draft. I, I, I don't know who is running back needy enough to waste a first not waste a first round pick because there's a lot of really good players but like to warrant drafting one in the first round um i think one team's actually the bills i know they drafted devin singletary i wasn't a big fan last year so 
there's that. Uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks, if they want to give up on Ronald Jones, there's that's an option for them. But both of those teams are drafting top ten in this mock, and I would never take a. Uh, I would. I just. I. I'm never a fan of taking a running back top ten with very few cases. I don't see like a Saquon in this draft. You know. Yeah, no, of course. I see this so far this year. What I see is uh, there's no Saquon running back, but there are a lot of running backs that are really good at what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I think Jaguars could do it if they want to move on from Leonard Fournette. They're drafting 14th here, which some people think is kind of the wheelhouse for uh, Travis Etienne. Um, Texans, Lamar Miller, Dante Foreman... nothing special over there Mm -hmm. um let's see i'm just looking at the rest of the list and that's that kind of looks like it to me so there's not there's not a bunch of running back needy teams right now Mm -hmm. um one thing that we'll go to also though is people wanted to wanted you to justify having the broncos take an edge defender because they have Von Miller and Bradley Chubb um my initial response to this was just every team wants three good pass rushers at least Uh so imagine having three great ones moving them around and just wreaking havoc but uh yeah I'll, I'll let you defend your take here yeah that's pretty much my reasoning I mean most of this draft, I mean, it's a it's a way too early draft. Most of this draft is is be- me taking the best player available, um, and if it happens to fit with the team, good. Um, I mean, obviously, I take I do take the, I did take the teams into account, but I mean, I think the Broncos. I mean, Chase Young is one of the players. Like, I don't see how a team could be mad at picking up a Chase Young. I mean, I know Von Miller's not like up there in age. I mean, he's, he's, he's 30. Um, and if you want to eventually, uh, save some money, have Chase Young come in, be a great, uh, a great addition to your defense. And I mean, I don't see any, how anyone could have any complaints, you know? Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, like, you know, I'm a Giants fan and, Last time we won the Super Bowl was we had OCU Minora, Jason Pierre-Paul, and Justin Tuck. And the time before that, we had Strahan, Tuck, and Minora. So it's three great pass rushers, and that's a huge reason that they won it. So I totally agree with having those three great rushers. Yeah, um, that's basically my reasoning. Um, one thing that... Uh, not Not a huge fan base, really had an issue with though was uh you had LSU safety Grant Delpit going to the Arizona Cardinals and this is one that I actually disagreed with you on only because I'm very high or I was very high screw it still am very high on Deontay Thompson who was drafted in I think the fourth round by the Cardinals this year uh he's pretty much a pure free safety Obviously, Grant Delpit's a very versatile guy, but they also have DJ Swearinger, who, before leaving Washington last year, was one of the top safeties, if not the top safety in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus, uh, which is, take that how you will. Um, and then they also have Buda Baker, 
who's a very versatile defensive back. So some people were questioning the fit with Grant Delpit in Arizona. Um, that mainly, I mean, the Cardinals are very much in a starting over phase. Um, and Grant Delpit is just such a good defensive prospect where I think you go BPA and Grant Tulpit, I think as of right now is probably number two on my, on my big board in terms of uh, my, 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 you know, you know what I mean? My big board. Um, behind? Behind Tua, I think. Gross. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I haven't really made my big board. Um, Tua is up there. I think in terms of talent, it goes like LaVisca, Chenault, Jerry, Judy, Grant Elpit, all three interchange- interchangeable as the best players in this class, I think, personally to me. Um, but Grant Elpit is is fantastic. And, I mean, you mentioned Buda Baker. I mean, he he's not a defensive anchor. Um. And you can move him to slot corner if you need to. Like you said, he's he's versatile. Uh, DJ Swearinger is good. Deontay Thompson is obviously talented, but I mean, there's nothing wrong with having three safeties. Especially, I mean, I just have no like. Is D- Grant Elpit is I I took the best player available at that spot for them because that's what they need to do. And I think if Grant Elpit is there for the Cardinals, which he would be at three. I, I would think no team should have any issue with them with him take with them taking him. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. I I thought it was just a BPA pick, which I know a lot of people when they watch it, when they read mock drafts, they tend to think it has to be at just pure like team fit. A lot of times, you can go BPA while getting someone that can contribute to your team, and I'm pretty sure. That DJ Swearinger isn't, uh, he's not super young. He's 28. Yeah, so, I mean, 28 for a defensive back, people kind of start, like, writing you off around there. Uh, Especially because he's not super athletic to begin with. Mm -hmm. So when he starts to lose that athleticism, he's going to be basically a linebacker out there. Yeah, what's his his contract? That's not a bad contract. It's expiring, I believe, after this year. Yeah, it uh, is. Because he got waived. And then, it is. Yeah, went to the Cardinals. Um. So I. I mean, I could see them if Deontay Thompson comes back, uh, and is ready to play and be that type of player. Um, having a defensive backfield, a a safety, uh, rotation of Deontay Thompson, Grant Elpit, DJ Swearinger is nothing to uh to complain about. And Grant Elpit is going to be like the Jamal Adams is going to be in your uh, the Patrick Peterson. He's going to be in your defensive backfield for forever. Yeah, and I just want to point out that I at the at the start of the draft, or right, my last big boy this year had Deontay Thompson at number seventeen, so I was still really high on him by year's end. Uh, so I think he's going to be a very great deep safety so bring Delpit in there be the more versatile piece and I think that's a fine addition if you don't extend Swearinger it's also cheaper 
to draft Much. Grant Delpit than it would be to extend Swearinger, especially if he maintains the level of play that he was playing at last year. Um, Swearinger was the 13th best safety, according to PFF. Yeah, at, at the time that they got uh, HaHa Quentin Dix in Washington, around then, he was like one of the top safeties, mm-hmm. and then so was HaHa. And people were just like, oh, yeah, two fantastic safeties. Like, we made it now. <laughs> um, they didn't, though. <laughs> um, one thing that people had an issue with, and they commented on, I remember I replied to this one. Uh, I just wanted to hear your reasoning for it. Was having the Cowboys spend their first round pick on a wide receiver because... Basically, they spent their first last year on Amari Cooper. Uh, they seem to be very comfortable with Cooper, Michael Gallup, and Randall Cobb. So people think that wide receivers not a realistic option. I think it is, but I want to hear your take on why you think it is. It's I don't see that wide receiver core lasting forever. Um Especially Randall Cobb. How old is Randall Cobb now? Is is he is he old? Am I am I dumb? He, he's he's around twenty nine. I want to say. Yeah. Um. um yeah, I, I feel like he's, he's fairly up there. Twenty eight, twenty nine for a receiver. Yeah, um. So that's. I mean, there's. They. I feel like they. Still, he's also been hurt a bit. Yeah. Um. So he's he's aging, and is, has an injury history. Um, and Regor is people, I feel like teams there's every year there's, there's one, uh, there's one like super fast guy that teams love. And I feel like Jalen Regor is going to be that. And again, it's a, it's a way too early mock draft. I don't pay I didn't pay as much attention to the team's needs as much as like a BPA plus like what would fit. And I feel like giving, uh, giving Dak another, uh, another a weapon and a, a great one at that is is not anything to uh to be mad at. Yeah, my uh my reasoning that I gave when people were commenting about this was that they've got to pay Dak, or actually they have to choose who they're going to pay between Dak, Zeke, Amari Cooper, uh, Jalen Smith's contract. I believe they have him for one more year. They have quite a few people on the way out. Uh, they'd also have to repay, or they'd also have to pay Byron Jones, uh, Malik Collins. I'm sure they're going to let Robert Quinn walk. Mm-hmm. But they have to make that choice. And I think your best bet is to let Amari Cooper go, draft a receiver to replace him, and then just roll there and, uh, I don't know if they still have him, but the Cowboys had Kayvon Austin. And uh, whether or not they still have him, I'm not sure, of course. I, I don't know their roster off the back of my hand. Oh, yeah, sure. Off the back of my hand. Off the top of my head. Um, <laughs> but they they like that speedy, versatile guy. So I think they could save money if they let Cooper walk. If they still have Tavon, let Tavon walk and then just have... Jalen Rieger fill that void. Yeah, I I think that's plus. I mean, if we're being honest, Randall Cobb and Michael Gallup last season, I just looked it up, were both 
late 80s, early uh, top 90s in wide receiver, according to PFF. Um, so, I mean, definitely not. I mean, they might like him, might, may, might like them. It doesn't help to have, it doesn't hurt to have uh, four uh, wide receiver options that you're, you're happy with. Um, plus, I just, the Cowboys, I just, they want Tavon Austin. They wanted Tavon, they brought in Tavon Austin to, to play around with him in the backfield, and it didn't really work out. Um, I mean, I think he is still on the team, but it shows the value of a, of a, Tavon Austin, Jalen Rager type of player. So I think I think it would be a good fit for them. Okay, uh, just two more comments for you. They're not really questions, but uh, I wanted to hear your opinion or your reaction to someone saying, hot take, Herbert goes no higher than the second round. If he has a similar season to last year, I could see him going in like the third round. Um like the the quarterback, except for I mean I I still feel very uh very heavily that quarter, uh, Tua is quarterback one, uh but if if he has another season like this, I mean quarterbacks two through five could have a crazy switch up, you know, and I don't I don't think anyone else is is like locked in safe, and they 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 all really need to have really good seasons this year, I think. Yeah, um, I don't I don't think that's far fetched at all. He does have some good weapons there. He's got a great offensive line, Justin Herbert. He has uh, a great offense across the board. Yeah, he's got board. Jacob Breeland at tight end. He's got Juwan Johnson transferring in from Penn State at receiver. Um, so, yeah, I'd be looking forward to that if I were Herbert. He has a good running back. He's got a solid staff. He loves yeah, throwing, he loves throwing uh, on some wheel routes. So, having uh, his name is... C.J. Verdell. Yeah, C.J. Verdell. Having C.J. Verdell is never a bad thing for him as well. And uh, one comment that is so shocking, because you almost never get these with way too early mock drafts, was um, Bills drafting six? (laughs) Worse than last year? Okay, credibility gone. Nice try, though. I mean, I don't see why he he put so much credibility in me in the first place. But I mean, yeah, so for doing a way too early mock, I mean... The only best way, best way to find it, the best way to make a, a, a ranking for me is just to find Super Bowl odds and just reverse them, you know? So that's really all I did. So if you if you don't like where your team drafted, I'm sorry. Like, I don't think the Lions are going to be drafting in the top four. Um, Bills, I think, are going to be much better uh, than they were last year. And I could see them drafting, like, as high as early 20s. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not even saying that... The odds aren't saying that the Lions are going to be the fourth worst team. It's just saying that they think that the Lions are the fourth, are the fourth least likely team to win the Super Bowl. And that's and I'm and I'm just saying that it's the odds are likely that Alab- that Jerry Judy will be a top five pick. That's that's all it really says, I think. And yeah, we're, these way too early mocks are more for just people to know names. To look at going into this, it's just I, I feel like it's it's more it's just a fun way to be like, hey, watch these players. Yeah, fun fun way people get to see their team where uh, where Vegas is projecting their teams to finish. Um, and yeah, just look at some prospects out here. And a I lot just of people don't know every every prospect this early on, so it's a great way to get a uh, get introduced to them. 
Plus, I just wanted to plant two flags in the ground, and that's Jalen Johnson, cornerback one, and Tylen Wallace as a first-round pick. Because those I mean, are two you're things... Wrong. You're wrong about Jalen Johnson being cornerback one, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I'll give you the Tylen Wallace first-round pick one, but, yeah, you're wrong about uh, Jalen Johnson. That's CJ Henderson, and it's not that close. <laughs> I mean, not that you're uh, biased at all. Not at all. Um... Hey, CJ Henderson is uh he did like some of our stuff when we had the wallpaper Wednesday. I mean, I'm not saying CJ no. Henderson I mean, is a I bad like corner. Him. No, I like him more than uh more than I did previously now. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. All right. I see where your uh I see where your opinions come from. I mean, hey. <laughs> Scratch my back, I scratch yours, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I think that does it. That's, yeah, that's all I got for you today. Um, So, yeah, enjoy. Go read my mock. Tweet me some stuff, what you think about it. Bully him. Bully me. I'm fine with it. Uh, it'll help my opinions grow. And uh, so, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, potentially big guest next episode. And then another amazing guest after that, potentially. And then another big guest, the episode after that. Do we? Do we actually? Yeah. Yeah, no, we do. We've got them lined up for the next few weeks. We've got our guests. So I'll, uh, Send me an updated list. I'll, I'll create a Google Doc for you. Okay, and cool. And I'll, uh, I'll, I'll put them in there. Uh, that shows you how much I know about this show. <laughs> I just kind of show just up. just shows up and he's just like, all right, what are we talking about today? <laughs> Um, that's, that's his goal. That's his goal. All right. Well, everyone have a great day and uh, fire Paul Maneri. <laughs>